1: This is Make It Plain. M.I.P. With
2: Mark Thompson. Make it plain. Get woke.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, it's a pleasure to have back on Make It Plain the Deputy Secretary of Commerce uh, who's also a fellow Hoya and who's great, great, great Great grandparents founded Uber, so to speak, were well, the first, so to speak, because they had a, a horse and buggy and taxi service. That was the Uber back then; it just wasn't called that. And it happened to be actually on the same site where the Department of Commerce actually is. He was also counselled to President Biden during the presidential campaign. Again, uh, Deputy Secretary Don Graves with us from Commerce. How you doing this morning, Doctor? I'm um, I'm great, Reverend. It's so good to be with you. Thanks for uh, for having me on again. Of course, it's a pleasure to have you. So uh, yesterday, uh, on Monday, I should say, a lot of fanfare at the White House, the signing of the bipartisan infrastructure bill, one of the biggest pieces of legislation signed by a president in history. I don't think there's, there's ever been quite a trillion dollar figure put on something like that, especially when it comes to infrastructure. So first of all, let's start there. So this would be either comparable or surpass the types of things FDR did or even, or, even wrote, or even Eisenhower did when it came to the highways, right? That's exactly right. This is the most significant
2: long-term investment in the infrastructure in this country in a century. So it's the type of investment that's going to change uh, the, the direction of the country. And really, it's going to create the types of jobs that Uh, that our communities need all across the country. So it's dealing with our our infrastructure like water and roads and bridges and making sure that we have uh, clean drinking water and broadband access, affordable broadband access for everybody. And it's going to create jobs, really good paying jobs all across the country.
1: And there were a, a lot of fellow civil rights activists and leaders there on Monday Tell us how this bill would specifically help the African-American community and communities of color. Obviously, you just alluded to some of it drinking water broadband, but but let's get into uh, some more details on that if we could.
2: Sure. So we know that uh, that over time, investments have uh, have often uh, in infrastructure have often missed uh, the African-American community and communities of color broadly. This is gonna make investments to improve our roads and our bridges so that we don't have dilapidated roads in our neighborhoods, in our, in our communities. It's the single largest federal investment in public transit in history to make sure that, that our folks in every community across the country have the ability to get to work, to get their kids to, 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 to school, to get their parents to, uh, to their healthcare appointments. So again, making sure that we have that public transit system that actually works for people, not the public transit system that we've seen over the last 75 years. It's investment in clean water. Like I said, it's making sure that we're taking out all those lead pipes that are all over the country that are poisoning our kids so that we, we replace those and you have, you have uh, clean water coming to every community. It's Broadband. We know that uh, as a result of the pandemic, we saw what happened. Parents had to, to you know, had to make choices: uh, which child, because they only had enough capacity, which child got to to get educated that day. Or we saw that in in communities all across the country, kids were having to go to fast food restaurants, sit outside, and do their homework on the curb because that's the only way that they could get uh, get their education. So these types of investments. Are going to be game changing for our community. They would. Uh, it, it, it's going to change the nature of, of our ability to engage in the economy, and it's also creating jobs. So the folks who are going to be putting down the the, the, the fiber for the broadband, uh, replacing the pipes, building the bridges, replacing and, and fixing the roads, all of that is going to be done by uh, by People. Someone has to. Someone has to do it. And the president has made a commitment. He's made three executive orders since the beginning of the administration, focused on ensuring that uh, that there's uh, in, engagement for uh, for people of color, making sure that that these dollars that are flowing uh, are going to minority businesses, that people of color. Uh, are getting these jobs. That, that, so it, it's, it's, it's not only changing our neighborhoods, but it's also making sure that, that we have good jobs uh, in all of them.
1: More MIP after this message.
0: Hey there, I'm Nadia Komodo. Check out my show Tigress, which is basically my unfiltered and unapologetic journey of being a work in progress. Like I hope that I am authentic and I try to be as unfiltered as I possibly can. I am so passionate about what I do from talking about periods to wanting to build community around the cause to loving the business that I'm working on. Tune in each week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever podcasts are streamed.
1: So, and, and some of those jobs, Ms. Secretary, that would be going to African Americans and other people of color, was there, and maybe this is not the right terminology, I don't know if this terminology we really use much anymore. Is, are there set asides? Is there a percentage amount? Are, are these also federal contracts, or will some of them be, be state contracts to money going to states for them to contract out?
2: So, the dollars go out in varied uh, forms because of the, the nature of uh, federal programs but even the state and local programs, the, the dollars that go to state and local programs, we can put guardrails around uh, those programs to ensure that there's equity, that there's inclusion in all of those programs so that we can make sure that minority contractors, minority businesses are participating, to make sure that the, the companies that are receiving these dollars have uh, strong uh, uh, diversity programs in place and it's also making sure that we have the, the training programs, the certification programs to ensure that, that people of color, that, that African-Americans are prepared to take these jobs and that we have this pipeline, if you will, of opportunities uh, coming directly from the training programs. So all of that is in place. The, perhaps the most exciting piece for me is that There's there's this small agency here at the Department of Commerce called the Minority Business Development Agency. It's the one part of the federal government, the one office whose sole focus is making sure that that minority businesses uh, in the long run have the type of success, the health, the viability, the training, the financial support that they need to be successful. This legislation gives it statutory authority. What that means is. It was originally created at, through an executive order. Now it's a full-fledged bureau of the department. And most importantly, it's getting the ability to go to every other federal agency and ask them, well, let's see how you're performing on your, the, the, the programs that you're creating. Are those dollars actually going to minority businesses? What are the requirements that you have in place? We wanna see your, your data, and then holding them accountable if they, if they aren't doing what they're supposed to do. So it's really putting, some, giving some teeth to uh, an agency whose sole focus is minority businesses.
1: Yeah, yeah, very, very important uh, and, and very glad uh, to hear that um, as well. Um, one other area, as a matter of fact, a couple of weeks ago, I had another guest on my show. You may know her, Professor Cheryl Cashin. She's another She teaches at Georgetown Law Center. Right. You may know she's written a book a bit you know on the history of of, of segregation, redlining, and whatnot, but inclusive in that is a, another part of history that probably at this hour deserves more attention: how um, transportation affected black communities and highways went through communities and all of that yes. um and, and And I think I read somewhere that that part of this also addresses dealing with some of the um ramifications of that historically communities that can be actually maybe even be restored with renewed investment do i have that right you you
2: do we 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 all know what happened uh you know seven 60 70 years ago even more recently when highways paved over neighborhoods the black bottom in detroit you know the thriving neighborhood where where the heart of black businesses, the highway system, they just tore down the neighborhood, built a a highway. So it split the neighborhood and tore it and, and basically ended all of these black businesses. What this, uh, new law will do is make the type of investments to repair, to, uh, to, uh, restore neighborhoods, to, uh, ensure that, that, uh, we are we're thinking about the impact on on our communities of color, and also thinking about environmental issues because that's the other thing. When you put a highway through a community, and especially if it has all these these big trucks, you know, kids are breathing in all of that. Right. So we have to we have to make decisions on investments in transportation, both on the highways to to clean it up so that our kids aren't breathing it, but also a huge investment in things like replacing school buses, because if you replace the school buses with electric vehicles or with clean vehicles, the kids aren't breathing the fumes That's from right. those buses. So it's, it's, it's trying to get at all these issues that impact our community in ways that, that are both insidious and systemic.
1: Yeah. More MIP after this message. And of course you mentioned the lead pipes and the water issue. Let me ask you this just a little bit off. It is somewhat infrastructure, I guess. Do, do you and your department also deal with this, with this current crisis that, that obviously the right is more obsessed over than anyone else, but it is somewhat of a crisis, and that's the supply chain. Do, do, does commerce deal with that? Tell us about how that works and, and how, if, if any way, you all are able to deal with it.
2: Well, we, we're spending a lot of time focused on uh, the supply chain. We know that it's a, uh, it's a challenge right now, but it's a challenge that's been, been coming for a long time. Obviously the pandemic has had a huge impact on uh, supply chains all across the globe. Uh, the, we know that uh, manufacturing plants all across the, the the globe have been shut down it's affected our transportation systems but more important than that it's a, finally people are recognizing that the supply chain uh, it only works when you have workers who are being paid fairly when you have people who uh, have jobs that are high quality, that uh, that have good benefits. And so that's part of the issue. We have to make sure that that our businesses uh, all across the country are paying people what they deserve so that they can have a family-sustaining wage. Um, and, and I guess the, 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 the final piece about this is also making sure that our trading partners all around the globe are doing the same thing so that we have equity across the, uh, uh, you know, between our businesses and the businesses all across the globe.
1: Yeah. And, and obviously, the president was on with China um, Monday night, too. Um, and, and hopefully there's some good things that have come from that, because that's you mentioned international partners. That's a part of it, right?
2: Absolutely. No question.
1: Yeah. All right, folks, the deputy secretary of commerce, Don Graves, uh, always good to speak with you, my brother. And, and lastly, we do have to acknowledge it's your administration, the Biden administration, all of us still want this other part of the infrastructure too, right? No I mean, question. We can't have one without the other, correct? No question. We, we need the, the, the rest of the Build Back Better
2: agenda passed to make sure that, uh, that people are actually able to get back to work, that we're providing uh, uh, childcare tax credits, that, uh, that we're getting our, uh, uh, our preschoolers, three and four-year-olds, uh, access to, to, to
1: school. So
2: that's still to come, but over the next few weeks, we're going to get it done.
1: Deputy Secretary Don Graves. Thank you, Mr. Secretary. Hoya Saxon. Hoya Saxon, Reverend. Good to be with you. All right, man. Take care. Take okay, brother. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. Please remember to listen, like, and wherever you get your podcasts, please give the show a five star rating. And please do spread the word. Let's all continue to pray for each other during this pandemic and this police demic. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been made plain.